Tosh. Hey, Tosh. What? Hey, Tosh. What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to, to the, the Dead, Dead to the World, the World podcast. podcast. We have a perfect announcement today. A perfect announcement. Oh, that was good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I have Kitty. <gasps> yay, yay. Mom and Don adopted two cute little babies. I do. I'm going to have Lexi do a post for all y'all about our animals with their pictures. So you know who's <gasps> like Tucker all of ours and yes, and yay. who's Beryl and Cleo and who's Maverick and Goose. Oh, it's so cute. They're, they're so cute. They're brothers. And I'm very excited. They kind of look like raccoons, which is kind of funny. They've got, they're gray with like this dark stripe on them. And the prettiest blue eyes. They're so cute. They're so pretty. I love them. Yes, And everyone. they're not even mine. Get excited for the picture. You're going to love it. But we got them. You got them yesterday. Yes. It was awesome. Had to drive a while, which is kind of funny to drive a long ways to get free cats. But they were just too cute <laughs> to keep looking for any other cats. And no one was injured while giving them baths, <gasps> except for Tosh, except for me. I did get <laughs> yeah, a little Maverick. scratched. Maverick gave you a little bit of a and bite. a little bite. But that's okay. We love them anyways. Luckily, they're not outside cats. Right. They haven't been eating mice. I so don't think I'll die. No need for a rabies shot. Right. We're good. I'm Mama Dawn, by the way. And I'm Lexi. And I'm Tasha. And, and we're, we're the Dream, dream team. team. Yay. And we are all bodacious babes. <laughs> <laughs> the song from last week Tasha was talking about to... The States. <laughs> the States. So it was the to the music of the modern major general song from Pirates of Penzance. And we didn't know what it was from. We all just kept going... I looked up a bunch. I could never find one that was at the States. So... Tasha, you found one, and it was about all the countries in the world. But it was the one I was thinking of yeah. when we were talking about it. So we can't post one of the states. But they had one that was really funny with the minions. If you guys want to get a good smile, just Google minions and modern major general. <laughs> I know that you sent it in the group chat, but I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. <gasps> I didn't watch it either. <laughs> Were those friends? Nobody. <laughs> I'll watch it after this, I promise. Okay, it's really funny. So are we ready to get going? Yeah. Tosh, you want to introduce the topic today? Take yeah. it away. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> so we're talking about sleep talking. <gasps> Our favorite activities, sleep and talking. Yeah. And that's why we have a podcast about <laughs> sleep and talking. So, thoughtcatalog.com. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? That's where my information came from. Cool. So, it says, the notion of finding out someone's deepest worries and secrets by listening to their sleep talking is compelling. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like it. Keep going. In fact, there are multiple technologies dedicated to listening to what people are mumbling subconsciously. These apps include, like, sleep talk recorders, which does exactly what its name suggests when someone with sometimes comical results. Wait, are you about to tell stories about those? No. I have a story about that. Okay, go ahead. And mom's phone ruined the mood. Sorry. You killed the mood. Turn that phone off, girl. Airplane mode it is. Okay, but I have a story. Okay, go ahead. About those 
recording things Mm -hmm. because a girl apps yeah the apps a girl that i used to work with would always do those because she knew that she slept talk and it just became a thing that every morning when we all came into work we would listen to her sleep talking if she had any and they were so funny she'd randomly just be like can i get some salsa with that (laughs) just stuff (laughs) like that and then oh go ahead Okay, well, I tried getting the sleep talking app because I thought maybe I slept talking. I wanted to know, but it ended up just absolutely scaring the crap out of me because it sounded like the door was opening and closing, like in my room. Is this when you lived by, like, in that apartment with with the, roommates? Yeah, so nobody should have been coming in your room. No one, and it was the first month that I lived there when no one else had moved in yet. So it, I was there by myself, and it oh. really scared me. And then all day, like I woke up that morning and got ready for work. And when I got to work, I was like, oh, it says I have something. So I listened to it and I was like, was I like sleepwalking in and out of the room? And then I realized that day when I got home from work that I had one of those like whiteboards and then another one that was a calendar hanging up on the wall and the adhesive had come off. So it was the sound of them falling off the wall onto the ground, <laughs> which was very relieving. And then when I listened to it, I'm like, oh, you can tell that that's what it is. Oh, but God. when I didn't know what it was, I thought it was the door opening and closing. Oh, that's funny. That would be so scary. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was doing my research, I actually uh, found a website where a lady would record her stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she would post it. And then she would make up a story about what she thinks was happening in her dream. They were really funny. It wasn't. Like it was, she's just a really good storyteller. That's funny. Okay, sorry, Tosh. That was a big. What is that noise out there? I think that is that the wind. There's a storm going on, and Daddy Dale is fixing my car. So if you hear something, and we're actually getting rain in Utah. Thank the good, good Lord. <laughs> yes, we definitely Lord. need it. Okay, sorry, Tasha. Get back to okay, it. Okay, so you're fine. You're fine. But can sleep talking cause? Cr- <laughs> I'm sorry, just she got right back into it. <laughs> but can sleep talking cause crimi- criminals to confess to their crimes and adulterers to confess to their affairs? To simply put it, the answer is no. Oh, I thought the answer was going to be yes. <laughs> sleep deprivation could get people to confess to crimes. Okay, continue. Former director of La Brow University Sleep Research, Professor Jim. <laughs> what Why? That? I don't know how to say it, so I made it up. <laughs> Let me see. Labrow. Okay, so I said it right. Or Labrow. Labrow. <laughs> oh, la, Labrow. Let me see it. <laughs> I think that I we're just the, passing the it around. Gh is like rough. It would be Labrow. Okay. I sounded the most confident. <laughs> so that means I'm right. Or did you? I just said it slow. That it's doesn't fine. mean it wasn't confident. I when you said, it, I thought it was two different words. <laughs> oh, sorry. Continue. Okay. Anyways, he's a professor at this university. Who is? You didn't say anyone's name. (laughs) Professor Jim Horn. He doesn't believe that we should pay too much attention to what people say in their sleep. He says, sleep talking tends to occur in very light sleep. You go from a light to a deep sleep about 70 to 90 minutes, and you go into a period of dreaming sleep every 90 minutes. Okay. He says that sleep talking doesn't reflect what we are dreaming, but instead related to light sleep. In reality, is rambling of a rather befundled mind. Okay, so you're not dreaming and you're not awake. Correct. You're talking crazy. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not calling any of our listeners who sleep talk crazy. No. No. You're just talking crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're just talking crazy, but you're not crazy. 
Gotcha. So there is a story there from the thoughtcatalog.com that I mentioned. It says, my husband is out of control with his sleep talking. You almost can't call it sleep talking because you would swear this mofo knows exactly what he's doing. It isn't just talking. He gets up out of bed, will literally be walking around the house doing things like he's totally aware, could hold a full conversation with you. It takes a minute to realize whether he's awake or not. He's so sure of himself. It's a good quality to have. So probably the scariest thing was one night we were knocked out. It was like 3 a.m. Wait, you were dead to the world? <gasps> yes, they were dead to the world. And his big ass bolts out of bed like I've never seen in my life, waking me up. I'm telling a story, so not me. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Thank you. Halfway and, through. <laughs> and frantically yelling, we have to go now. We have to get out of here. Follow me. Hurry up. I literally go into full panic mode. I start grabbing things, getting my dogs, all while trying to ask him, what is going on? But he's so serious about this that I just trust that there must be something bad happening. Within a minute or so, I notice that he's frantically walking around the room, but he's not really doing anything. He's just kind of going in circles. At this point, it clicks. He's not really awake. So I started saying his name over and over, telling him that it's okay, it's okay. Just snap out of it. And it was like, oh, sorry about that. Definitely freaked me out there for a minute. So he just said, oh, sorry. Yeah, just, oh, sorry. Did she say anything about how she knows that he's asleep other than just the fact that that time he was like walking around in circles and not really doing anything? No, not necessarily. Just the fact that she's like, oh, okay, wait a second. He's freaking out, but he's not really making progress. Yeah. Do you want to know something funny? I've seen TikToks. No one answered, but I'm telling you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Lexi, we want to hear something funny. Thank you. I've seen TikToks where they will like wake up their spouse or like their kid really fast and be like, say something because they're disoriented. So they don't know what's going on. So I saw one where this lady woke up her husband and she was just like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. And he started freaking out kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And then I also saw one where someone woke up their kid and they're like, you got to come hurry and look outside. The grass is growing. And the kids like get all excited and like run to the window because they just don't understand. (laughs) They just think they have to come look at something. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think it's the best when parents do that with their kids and it's like oh my gosh you're late for school and then like make them get all ready and stuff and, and it's like a holiday or or it's Rude. like maybe in the evening like it's it's sunset they fell instead asleep. of sunrise and they make they them took think a nap or something all night i hate it when that happens do you have you ever like taken a nap and woke up at like eight o'clock at night and you're like oh my gosh i'm late <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm late i'm late i'm late for, for a very important, important date, date. Well, we have mentioned we love to sleep. So, yes, the answer is yes. That's happened to me many <laughs> times. <laughs> is that all you had, Tosh? No. Oh. oh. So this is a Reddit story from Antabella. My husband sleep talks, and my favorite was when he told me to close a ticket. He was an IT manager. <laughs> I told him I didn't work for him. He then yelled at me to get it done. I said, you're a mean boss. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> I've gotten so many, I should write them down, but I'm so used to it by now. That's funny. I'm not a sleep talker, but I once woke myself and him up by yelling, Power of Christ compels you. (laughs) I had been having a weird, vivid nightmare about seeing a black entity floating over our bedroom by the bathroom door. And in my dream, I woke up my husband and turned the lights on, chasing it down the hallway. 
because we didn't want to have, you know, whatever it hurt our daughter. As I was chasing it away, I was yelling, the power of Christ compels you. I woke up screaming that. This is something that's not normal necessarily because I'm not particularly religious, and that's not normally something I would say, but it was just so bizarre. I've only had a dream that was that realistic a couple of times. That's funny. Mm. Mom did that once. You did. I do. I actually am sharing that story today. Oh, good. We'll save it for later. Yeah, save it. And then my one final thing I have here, the best story of my whole stories of stories is my personal story. Oh. Oh. What personal story? I don't know how old I was. And I only know this story because you, I think you were, I think it was dad, but you guys told me about this. Mm-hmm. I was asleep. <gasps> really? <laughs> she was asleep. I was asleep. And dad picked me up to take me upstairs to bed and i think i was sleep talking possibly i would assume for this episode i was sleep talking you don't even know and i said hey get a load of this <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> and i farted <laughs> i do I remember, remember. <laughs> do you remember the, that story oh, yes <laughs> well i don't know if this is going to be embarrassing to you girls no, no. but I don't know. I don't know if this means I raised them well or I raised them not so well. <laughs> oh, no. But like we would be in the car and one of them would fart and I'd be like, oh my gosh, who farted? And they'd be like, it was me. No, it was me. No, it was me. And I'm like, oh man, you didn't raise us well. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my stories. I love that. I totally Thank forgot you. about that. Thank you. Yeah, I guess that I just guess dad picked me up and I just was like kind of in his arms and I just like, hey, get a load of this. And I farted. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) While he was carrying me up to my room. I was wondering if you were going to share the one where when you, when I was potty training you, I would get you up in the night. That's what I thought she was going to say too. And you had been sick and had a fever. And so you were like, you sleep, you, both you and dad sleep talk. When you have when a fever, sick, yeah. you think somebody's yelling at you or why do you keep saying my name? It's like, I'm not even talking to you. But that one night I took you to the bathroom to use the potty and we had a nightlight outside of the bathroom door that lit, lit up the hallway and it was shining onto the side of the tub and you rub your hand along the side of the tub and you're like, oh, look at all the pretty colors. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, where's that Tylenol? Somebody's hallucinating. Right, but I don't know if was I asleep though. You were. Oh, yeah, I was. You weren't really awake. I just kind of grabbed you out of bed and put you on the toilet. Mm, so I was sleep. You talking. were sleep talking. Interesting. Yeah. All right, my turn. Your turn. <laughs> Mom's turn. Yay. Okay, so I'm gonna tear. Blah. You're gonna tear. You're gonna, gonna tear, tear it up. <gasps> Go to the bathroom Get a load first. Of this. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am going to share two of my own personal stories first, and then I have a Reddit story that I'm going to share. So the first one, this is when Daddy Dell and I were dating, and he took me for a date to a rodeo that was in a town about an hour away from where we lived. And it, the rodeo probably lasted till about midnight, and we had ridden the motorcycle there, and I was so tired. I literally fell asleep, like leaning against him on the back of the motorcycle. Did you not shave? Which I do not recommend. No, it's not safe. But by the time we got back to our town... He was just like, oh, you know, I had left my car at his house. And he was like, no, you're not driving home. Like, just come in and go to bed. So I just stayed there with him. And (gasps) I'm just kidding. (laughs) And in the middle of the night, I guess I just sold. I sat bolt upright in bed 
and said, I missed the damn bus. <laughs> and then I just fell back down, like right back on the pole and went to sleep. And that was it. So dang. He Man, I wonder where that bus was going. Hopefully Disneyland. <laughs> Probably to school. Wherever it was, I missed it. <laughs> she didn't get to go. And then the second story, um, I know I've mentioned on the podcast multiple times, I love paranormal podcasts and shows, but deep, deep down, I am a huge scaredy cat. So if I haven't been watching or listening to anything scary for a while, it's like I have to desensitize myself. So right when I first start listening or watching again, it scares the crap out of me. And we were moving um, from North Carolina back to Utah, and it probably took us a good four months between, like, packing up and getting out here and getting all settled in our new house and stuff. And so during that time, I wasn't watching anything paranormal, and I hadn't found podcasts yet, so I wasn't listening to anything paranormal. So we got here, we got settled, got our cable hooked up, and Dad and I are like, oh, Kindred's Kindred Spirits. That's like our favorite. Such a good show. If you haven't watched it, it's a really good one. Adam and Amy, they are so good about like finding out who is haunting the area and why they're haunting the area and how they can help them. It's not about like, oh, it's haunted. Okay, bye. (laughs) They don't stir it up and leave. Right. Correct. So anyway, so we started watching Kindred Spirits. And I remember when I went to bed after watching the first night, of course, I was a little scared because (laughs) I had been, you know, back to being scared. I needed to, you know, get desensitized again. So I go to bed and I have this very vivid dream and I'm in this trailer house and it's a trailer house of a friend of mine from years and years back. Not that that really matters, but I was in the master bedroom and I was walking down the hallway past a bathroom to my right. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this entity, I don't know what it was, crawling across the floor. Not crawling. And then climbing up on the like toilet, <gasps> headed towards the toilet. Not oh, climbing. And I like stop and I turn around and I look in the bathroom just to see it as it like walked over the back of the toilet through the wall Ooh. into the master bedroom. So I head towards the master bedroom and right as I like almost get to the room, it comes out of the master bedroom at me in the hallway. And I just started screaming, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave. And then I woke up and I was like sweating and so scared. And Daddy Dell's like, what were you just dreaming? (laughs) And I'm like, so I started telling him what was happening. And he's like, okay, that makes sense. Because he said like I was thrashing around and mumbling In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave. But he couldn't understand what I was saying because I was just so frantic in my dream. (laughs) That's funny. So those are my two personal. I don't really sleep talk much, but those were a couple of good ones that have happened to me. All right. So the Reddit user's name is Ryan Matthews, and he posted the story two years ago. It's called My Girlfriend Talks in Her Sleep. And I am just going to read his words because he did an excellent job when he posted this. So it says, I'm infatuated with her utterly infatuated, and it wasn't a healthy level, far from it. I would think about her every moment she was away. I would sometimes sit on my couch and just stare at the phone waiting for her to text. I'd tell myself, don't contact her. Don't. It will come off as too strong. But then I would still find myself clicking her name on my contact list before my inner voice would continue, you don't. The love we all deserve. I was going to say, is his name Edward? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want her to know how desperately smitten you are with her. It's unattractive. It will scare her off. No, you must wait for her to call you this time. But it was excruciating and exhausting. 
almost unbearable. I once heard that the ancient Greeks believed that falling madly and irrationally in love with someone was a curse that you would wish upon an enemy. I could never understand what they meant. After all, isn't falling head over heels in love the ultimate goal nowadays? But now that it happened to me, I have to say, the ancient Greeks were right. This is a curse. I was barely in control of myself. Almost as though my infatuation with her had possessed me. So, he's a little creepy. The two of us were sexually active together, but still in the dating phase. We were at that make it or break it era of the blossoming relationship where we'd either have the talk and formally be in a relationship or would start to slowly drift apart. The latter of which I don't think I would have been able to cope with. Honestly, I wouldn't have been able to. Almost everything about her captivated me. The way she held her hands over her mouth when she laughed, how she caressed the pendant of her necklace when she was frightened, how she'd twirl her hair in her finger when she was excited. All of it. Her smell, her smile, her eyes. <laughs> what are you thinking? I'm just doing everything that you're saying. <laughs> we're just like slowly acting it out. So sorry we're laughing. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just like, what are you guys doing over there? Seeing we're both like pretending to twirl, twirl our, our hair. hair. And we're like, oh, my necklace. My necklace. Sorry. Okay, good. All right. Back to the story. Yeah, I know. It probably makes you sick reading about this. I feel the same way. I would never be a hopeless romantic type, but now I can't stop fantasizing about her. I think about us doing the long three-hour hike up to the magnificent view from one of. <laughs> not what when I thought you were going to say. Doing it, I, I will fantasize, I yeah. and then the long three-hour <laughs> hike. <laughs> long three-hour. I thought the same thing when I read it too. <laughs> Should I start that part over? No, it's funny. Okay, so anyway, three-hour hike up the magnificent views from our. Our first date uh, to that first kiss as we overlooked the sky of the city. But this time I'd get down on one knee, bring out a ring, and well, you know what would happen next. She said no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sad. Sorry. All right, fine. I'll stop. Yes, this is the girl. I'd only be casually dating for a few months. I shouldn't be thinking about proposing yet. I know that. But I just am barely able to control myself any longer. I feel as though I'm losing power over the decisions I make. And that brings me to why I'm here writing this out at this moment. It started with the first real thing that troubled me about her. We've never actually spent the night together. No matter how late she is over, once either of us has showed any signs of being tired, she's up and leaves. She wouldn't leave awkwardly or in anger, just a casual kiss goodnight and a smile and call me soon. It was something I didn't really even notice the first few times she did it, but after eight weeks of dating, it became strange. I'd have to ask her about it. It took drinking almost an entire bottle of wine before I had the courage to do it. She looked almost defeated when I asked her, and she lowered her eyes in embarrassment. I knew this talk would come eventually, she stated. She took in a deep breath with a long, drawn-out excel. Recently, she paused again, I've started talking in my sleep. She shook her head in embarrassment. It's called Sumquil. Sumquil. I don't even know how to say that. I saw that too, I saw and it, I cut it right, I out, right out of my, my story. story. <laughs> Somnil. It's like the scientific name for sleep talk. Yes. Anyway, S-O-M-N-I-L-O-Q-U-Y. I I looked it up. Oh, yeah. You mean (laughs) Sonosquilis? Perfect. Thank you for your help. (laughs) (laughs) I struggled and laughed out loud. My demeanor seemed to say, that's it. No, Stephen, listen, she said. 
She wasn't laughing. It's bad. It, it's completely out of my control. It's not just random words or gibberish. No, it's horrible. I say horrible, disgusting things. She was starting to raise her voice, breathing heavy and tearing up. I approached her and held her. I told her it couldn't be that bad. I told her to spend the night, and I told her that she was probably exaggerating. Well, guess what? I was wrong. She was not exaggerating, I assume. That night, she stayed at my house, but she warned me of something before falling asleep. Whatever you do, don't wake me up. It makes me really scared and disoriented if that happens, and I don't respond. Oh, and don't respond to me. Just ignore it. I nodded in agreement. If it becomes too much, she continued, just leave the room and sleep on the couch. I won't mind. I told her not to worry about it. I told her that it wouldn't be a big deal. I told her I wouldn't leave to the couch. I'd stay beside her in the bed. But once again, I was wrong. I couldn't even last one night. We both fell asleep without incident. I didn't know how many hours passed, but I woke up in the dark with the sensation that someone was watching me. And then I remembered, ah, she's with me. She was actually spending the night, and I smiled. But then I noticed the shadowy outline of her sitting up in bed. She was looking down at me, staring. It creeped me out. I'll admit, her posture in was entirely different. It was though it wasn't even her at all. Then she spoke. It wasn't her voice that I heard. It was much lower and gravelly, like something out of a horror movie. I'll chew the skin from your bones, she said. <gasps> Ew. I froze. At first, I just kept looking at her. This was not at all what I expected. I thought it would be more like Tourette's is often portrayed, just random swearing and shouting. I honestly thought to myself, what will she do? What will I do if she attacks me right now? What if she really does try to chew the skin from my bones? But then she just lied down and went back to sleep. Casually. I was creeped out. I tried to lie back down and ignore her, but struggled. I couldn't even close my eyes without thinking, maybe she's sitting up again and staring at me. And then one time I rolled over to look at her, and she was. Ooh. Her face was pressed right towards mine. Her breath was foul and rotted, <laughs> something that was most certainly not normal for her. She Ew. spoke again in the same voice as before. If you don't move to the couch, you'll be dead by morning. <gasps> that did it for me. I sat up in the moment, headed for the living room. She made some sort of wheezing sound as I left. I think it was supposed to be laughter. I was lying on the couch, but I wasn't going to be able to fall back to sleep. I was far too shaken. I was staring out towards the window, hoping to see the first few hints of the sunrise. And then I thought I heard something from the bedroom. I listened, and then I heard it again. Stephen. <gasps> yeah, I'm scared. It was that same low, gravelly voice that sounded like a witch. I tried to just ignore it at first, but then it continued. Stephen. Now, that one wasn't good. Stephen. Oh, gosh. What? Still, I said nothing. <laughs> I know you can hear me, Stephen. You're awake now. Why don't you come back into the bedroom? Oh, my gosh. You're too good at that. You're so good at this. <laughs> it's scary. The voice barely sounded human. Or maybe you'd prefer that I come to you. I still didn't say anything. I was told not to. But I listened. If I heard her start walking towards the bedroom door... I'm not even joking. I would have run right out of the apartment, but she had asked me not to respond to her sleep talking, so I didn't. And then I heard her once more. Sorry if this spoils your plans. She began laughing. The two of you were supposed to walk that trail again. She started. I wasn't even remotely prepared for what she would say next. You'd both be so tired when you reached the top, and then you'd look over the city, and then you'd get down on one knee and bring out the ring. She began laughing. 
And that's when I realized this wasn't just a problem with sleep talking. It was something much worse, more, something supernatural. I had never told anybody about my proposal fantasy. There was simply no way she could have known anything about it. This was no longer about merely sleep talking. This was about possession. I can't go back into the bedroom. I have no idea what would happen if I did. Instead, I'm going to wait it out, holding up on the living room couch until the sun rises. I have a couple more hours yet. I can hear her laughing occasionally in the bedroom. It's still not her voice, though. Still the same low-pitched crackle. But as I sit on the couch, ringing this... What is that noise? I don't know what that was. That wasn't me. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Are we getting haunted now from I'm the story? I'm scared. But as I sit on the couch, writing this out, here's what scares me the most. Maybe my infatuation and utter obsession with her wasn't normal. I, I said before that I felt like I was losing control of myself. More so, I believe that the typical falling in love story. No, I fear that the infatuation I felt was the entity slowly taking control of me, of it controlling my thoughts, fears, ambitions, and anxieties. Maybe once I became completely absorbed, a transfer would occur and she would be free of it. I know I should leave, that I should open the front door, get in my car and drive away from here, but I can't. I can't leave her. I've already lost control. I'm infatuated with her. Utterly infatuated. I'm scared. You did way too good of a storytelling of that. The story is crazy. Is it real? I don't know. I first found it on a Facebook, like, scary stories site, and mm. then I went to the Reddit post, and I couldn't tell from the comments if, if it, it was, was real legit. or if somebody just wrote the story, but I thought it was too good not to Either share. Either way, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was welcome. insane. It gave me chills. We're going to have to go back and listen to what that weird noise was. I know. I still kind of hear it. It's like a clicking sound. Is it the cat's? There's no way it's the cats. No, we won't be able to hear them. No. They're downstairs in their little enclosure. Ooh, that was spooky, Mom. Oof. Spooky, ooky, give me the full body chills. All right, Lexi, it's your turn, although I got to get a drink first. Okay, well, if you guys thought you were getting out of this episode with no scientific facts, you were wrong. <laughs> you done been fooled. Okay, well, I found an article. Actually, let me start first with my little story. And then we'll go in the article. I just found one story that I thought was really funny that I thought could go along with my my little article, my little research. Okay, so my story is also from Reddit, and the user is Tyler the Nomad. And he said, he said this. What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? Okay, so he said, a little backstory. My significant other normally stays up later than I do. So when she comes to bed, I'm usually asleep already. Occasionally, I'll talk in my sleep a little when she crawls into bed and disrupts me. When this happens, she attempts to hold a conversation with me for shits and giggles to see what nonsense comes out of my mouth and then gives me shit for it the next day. I don't mind. Apparently, I'm a pretty funny guy in my sleep. We laugh about it and then it's forgotten. Allegedly, in the middle of the night, about 3 a.m. during one of these little episodes, she decided to ask me if I had cheated on her. Now, I'd like it to be known that we have a very good relationship and we love and trust each other dearly, and I would never cheat on her. But in my sleepy stupor, I mumbled, mm, yeah, and I had to deal with that in the morning. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and he said, sleep me, effed, awake me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, and then on a lot of the other research I was doing of other stories, so many people pointed out, like, their significant other sleep talking or their child sleep talking and stuff like that really disrupts even their sleep and the person's sleep because you know you're not as restful if you're up and talking and stuff 
Yeah, especially if you don't sleep with the person all the time. So you don't mm-hmm. get used to it. And so you're like, oh, wait, do you need me? Oh, never mind. Yeah. So then I kind of was looking into, you know, why do we sleep talk? How can you help sleep talking if you don't want it to be occurring? And so um, I found an article from Tuck.com. <laughs> I wonder why she picked wow. that one. <laughs> it's very similar to Tucker. I was going to say, did Tucker write that? Oh, my gosh. What if my dog's a genius and we don't even know? Okay. So the first section is why do we talk in our sleep and sleep talking is generally nothing to worry about and the sleep talker statements shouldn't be psychoanalyzed as relative or like a deeper truth. So kind of like Tosh said, you're not saying like your deep secrets or anything. You're just, you're talking crazy as we put it previously. So it's almost like you're just answering a question, even though maybe you don't even know what the question was. Yeah. You just, I don't know, you just respond. So sleep talking, uh... Mom, we attempted to say the scientific term. We don't know how to say it, but it's just another parasomnia, which we've mentioned that so many times. So if you got into this episode, you should know what a parasomnia is by now. And if not, go it's listen a sleep to disorder. the other ones. Just <laughs> it's a type of sleep disorder. So yeah, during the different transitions between different stages of sleep, um, that's when sleep talking also occurs, like the other parasomnias that we've talked about. So what do we talk about in our sleep? It says people talk about all sorts of things in their sleep. Some people carry on full conversations with some unseen participant, while others swear, voice a few random words, or utter gibberish that makes no sense at all. Sleep talking during light sleep is usually easier to comprehend, while deep sleep or REM sleep, it may take the form of groans. So I'm assuming maybe mom's, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave, was in REM sleep because you're all... (laughs) (laughs) I was trying so hard to talk, but my mouth wasn't cooperating. Well, it says sleep talking episodes usually last 30 seconds at the most. So which convinces me even more that yours was possession. Oh, my story. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're sitting there talking for way longer than yeah. 30 seconds. I definitely think somebody else was uh, going in his girlfriend's body when she was asleep. Yeah. Terrifying. So sleep talking is pretty common, especially among young children. And about half of all children under 10 talk in their sleep. And like other sleep issues common to childhood, such as wetting the bed and sleepwalking, sleep talking usually goes away naturally with age, which we've, you know, we've mentioned in some of our previous episodes as well. And only about 5% of adults sleep talk throughout their lives. Hmm. And two thirds of adults say that something in their sleep, say something in their sleep at least every few months. Okay. So basically it happens to everybody. So everybody will say some things. There's only... of people who talk regularly Mm -hmm. in their sleep. Yep. So then the next section is why do we talk in our sleep? So researchers still aren't sure why we talk in our sleep. It may run in families or it may be related to a mental health disorder. But instances of sleep talking may be brought on by stress, fevers, medications, substance abuse, or sleep deprivation. And sleep deprivation itself can be due to stress or another sleep problem such as insomnia or sleep apnea. And despite the popular misconception that sleep talking reflects what a person is dreaming about, EEG recordings show that sleep talking can occur during any stage of sleep, REM or not. Ah. So most of the time it has nothing to do with your dreams. Yeah, because if you're not in REM sleep, you're not dreaming. Mm -hmm. So when it's something more serious, um, for most people, you know, it it occurs occasionally and goes away. But there are a few instances where it can be um, indicative of a larger problem. Indicative? Indicative? (laughs) What did I say? Indicative. Yeah, it seems legit to me. <laughs> I don't think I was wrong. Well, I think it sounded fine. Um, but yes, if you consistently sleep talk, there is a chance that it actually is some kind of sleep like disorder other than a parasomnia. So one of them is REM sleep behavior disorder. 
And that's described as a disorder where people violently kick, punch, or yell out during their dreams. In normal REM sleep, your brain paralyzes your muscles to prevent you from physically acting out your dreams and potentially hurting yourself. People with RBD do not experience this muscle paralysis. Therefore, they're able to act out their dreams, which puts them at risk of harming themselves or their sleep partners. Which we will be doing an episode on that. Mm -hmm. And then another one is night tears. So night tears are very usually, very usually coordinated with sleep talking. So night tears are experienced by fewer than 7% of children and 1% of adults. And people with night tears wake up suddenly by a jolt in their nervous system filled with fear, dread, and confusion combined with a rapid heartbeat and sweats. These extreme physical sensations make night tears distinct from nightmares, along with the fact that people typically do not remember night tears. Similar to RBD, people will scream and kick around when the night tear is happening, unlike nightmares where a person's muscles um, remain paralyzed. So those are two related conditions that if you sleep talk a lot, you might, you know, experience some of those other things or have some of those problems. Interesting. It is, we've, we're finding that a lot, that a lot of these are connected. Mm-hmm. I know we kind of were redundant once again, but that's okay. It's just the facts, guys. So yeah, and then this article, it includes a section about like when you should see a doctor about sleep talking. I'm not going to read that whole section because it's not really... You know, there's not really too much. It's kind of just if it's to the point where you can't get it under control, which I'm going to share some tips in a minute on how to help get it under control. And it's like affecting, you know, you're hurting people, you're hurting yourself or your kids or something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. go see a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. But some things to just help quiet sleep talkers if, you know, your sleep partner is annoyed or anything like that. Um, Depending on the frequency and volume of your sleep-talking episodes, it can be frustrating for anyone who shares your bed. In that case, here are some ways to make the bedroom quieter for all involved. Unless you want to do the opposite. (laughs) Don't do this. Okay, sorry. Unless you want to send us some really awesome sleep-talking stories, then don't. You can can just turn it off now and (laughs) tell us all about your dream or your sleep-talking. So for the sleep partner, so not the person who sleep-talks, some um, tips would be to get a quieter mattress. Oh, okay. So if they're moving around as they're sleep talking, you don't notice it as much? Um, it says certain mattresses are quieter than others. If you're a light sleeper, you can reduce your risk of waking up by getting a mattress that has a great motion isolation, such as memory foam or latex beds. These help drawn out movements from your sleep partner because usually, you know, sleep with sleep talking, you move. Mm-hmm. So it might help, you know, maybe it's the moving that's waking you up and not necessarily the sleep talking. Makes sense. And then another one is invest in a noise reducing, in noise reducing sleep products. So white noise machines is ah. what they recommend. So, you know, if you're already used to hearing a white noise, maybe right. the talking won't wake you up. Well, and it'll make the talking not be as loud. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we use them, I've worked in call centers and we use them in the call center. So oh, really? You oh, can, really? So then that way the person sitting next to you, like you can't hear what they're saying all the time. That's interesting. Because once I you get like that. 40 people in a big room talking, even with cubicles, it'd be horrible without white noise. Hmm. Huh. That's interesting. That is interesting. Okay. Well, some things for the sleep talker, if you yourself are sleep talking and would like to reduce it, is just to reduce stress, which is a tip in every single one of these that we talk about. They are clearly very much stress Is alcohol part of this one too? Alcohol and drug use. Ah. (laughs) So these interfere with sleep as well as your general health, and they have been tied to sleep talking. And then just practice good sleep hygiene and get plenty of sleep. So like we kind of mentioned- Like That's what they called it in this article. No, it means get a good amount of sleep. That's a normal thing to say, sleep hygiene. I just, I don't know. I I think of hygiene as, you know, deodorant, showering. Yeah. Well, basically, just get a good amount of sleep. And they also recommend going to sleep and waking up at the same time every day. 
I know they keep saying that, and I, I just still <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> I can't fathom it. But I think it's funny, or not necessarily funny, but I think it's interesting that every time we talk about it, it's like stress, healthy sleep habits, and like alcohol and drugs. It's like, oh, hmm, how interesting that sleep just happens to be a really important part of our lives. Very true. <laughs> like, don't neglect your sleep. Don't neglect your little body of sleep. So when your partner's bugging you about taking a nap, tell them to listen to this podcast and be like, you know, the dream team is telling me I need to sleep when I need to sleep. Yes. Leave me alone. We encourage naps. We encourage being dead to the world. We do. We love being dead to the world. We do. <laughs> but yep, that's all I had. Awesome. Not oh, as job. exciting as your guys's, but I feel like it was good. You know, maybe a little helpful for some. Uh, it's for good some. to be educational. Thank you. And entertaining at the same time. Yeah, your so story accomplished scared both. me. Yeah, it was Are you going to have freaky. nightmares? You know, I just might. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> well, if you have a story of sleep talking or any other thing that happened while you were asleep, trying to sleep, while you wanted to sleep and weren't able to, please email us at deadtotheworldpodcast at gmail.com. And please follow us on our social media. All of our social medias are Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter. Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, our handles. At least that's what I call them. Well, she's listing off the types, I'm though. listing the types. Oh, gotcha. Go ahead. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Did I miss any? I think that's all. Okay. And it's Dead to the World Podcast. Dead to the World Podcast. Okay. Also, please, as always, to be redundant, um, rate and review us on Apple and iTunes, pretty please. And then today, I discovered something. <laughs> wow. A discovery. A discovery was made. A few um, listeners have reached out and they're like, hey, I don't have an Apple device, so they can't rate and review us. So I came across a discovery that the platform Podchaser also has a section to rate and review us. So if you don't have an iPhone or another Apple device where you can do it on iTunes, uh, please go do it on Podchaser. And even if you do have an iPhone and Apple device... Go do it on Podchaser. <laughs> yeah, we are totally open to having it on both, especially if it's a five-star review and a very positive rating. And a written review. And that's it's, for like Android oh yeah, then? That's what I meant. Yeah, it's for anybody. So it's oh. not an app. It's like a website, I think. Oh. So I already shared on our TikTok videos on how to written review us on both in case you don't know how. And then I'll also, I'll probably do it before this episode comes out on Sunday, but I will also put those on our Instagram and on our Facebook yeah, that's perfect because I have actually had a couple of people ask me too how to rate. Okay, so, perfect. Thank you for doing that. You're very welcome. You are so ahead of the game. Well, and don't forget to share this with all your friends and family and random strangers. We didn't quite hit the all 50 states, but we got pretty dang close or at least tons better than we were. So I am not disappointed whatsoever. Yes, so, we are happy. Thank you. I very, I'm very appreciative of all of your support. So... Join us next week as we talk about what happens when we are dead, dead to the world. world.